Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Quantumly Nourished. I'm your host, Nicole Hartman, and this is the Couples Corner Edition. But before we get started, um, we're going to run the show with Jess Williams from Feel More Gooder on Tuesday of next week, so the day after New Year's. So, like I said, Couples Corner Edition. I have my lovely husband with me. Hello, Jeff. Who calls her husband lovely? (laughs) That's a derogatory term to a male. Is it? I, My I lovely it, husband. I mean, yeah, like for a female, this yeah, I don't, I don't know, lovely. What? I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the the kind gesture. My fantastic. Oh, My better. loving husband. Oh, there you go. Isn't lovely just a? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for sticking with us through that. Um, so we wanted to talk today about um, food, but. Looking at food as more than just nutrients. So, are you ready? Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay. <laughs> you can keep yeah. me up with anything. No, there. I know. I'm just uh, saying... I'm, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that a lot of people just view food as a means to an end. So, they view food as whether it's, let's say, macronutrients. No, I was just okay, going to say that. Proteins, fats, yeah. carbohydrates. I need to hit my macros. I need to make sure I watch my fat intake. And there are certain times where you do have to be cognizant of those macronutrients. There's people that view food as nothing but a means to lose weight, Mm -hmm. gain weight, maintain their weight, whatever. It doesn't matter what we learned in the last probably two to three years, which, you know, it's food is so much more than just those nuts and bolts type I guess I should say the nuts and bolts approach to nutrition because it's so more than just it's more than just nutrition. Oh yeah, it's way more than that. Um, especially when you start exploring it from like a quantum or a circadian lens, because you know those photons, those like smallest measurements of light, 
those biophotons that are available in food, it, namely <clears throat> anything that's going to be grown outside under the sunlight is essentially you're, you're like eating light is what's happening. Right. And the more light, the more biophotons that something has. So let's say at its highest is like your backyard garden because I'm literally picking it at its prime and I'm going to eat it tonight. And so like when you think about that, like for me, that really helped to change the way I view food because I see it more as instead of counting calories, carbohydrates, all of that kind of stuff, looking at it from how much sunlight am I getting into my body? And that kind of changes the perspective on food and that, the role of food. That, ne that never made sense to me until we found the current farm where we recently bought our half a cow. Yeah. And you were talking to me and you said, yes, we could go with where we had used to get our cows. But you said, this is the same type of growing process, mm -hmm. meaning it's grass fed from birth until slaughter. It's done properly, but this is here. It's our and, latitude. Right. And yeah. so we said, because it's here. And then you start thinking about how the light is energy. It's energy to us, but For it's sure. also energy to the animals. Mm -hmm. It's it's energy to the grass that they're eating. And so you want to have your food being in the same energy and, and getting that energy from a, like the local source. Like we always say, like eat locally. Like this is taking it to like it's, a next it's step. The, <laughs> like it's like the next realm. <laughs> yeah. And it, it goes to show that then when you start viewing food this way, it's really difficult to go to the grocery store because you, yeah. you see bananas and you think, well, yeah, we bananas are great, bananas. but we'd never have bananas here in Maryland. We'd never have citrus. No. Well, yeah. no, you could have citrus. You could grow lemons in the summer. I guess you you could can grow, grow limes yeah. in your in your in your I area. I... But they would be seasonal. Yeah. Yeah. So you think about the seasonal eating approach and you think about that and you think about okay, are these foods that I'm eating are they actually getting the same energy that I am because they're grown here? So the earth that it's grown in is it not just being treated properly, but is it equivalent to where I am? Where I live. Is, yeah. Am I getting the same energy that I, it should be getting? When you think about it that way, it, to me, it was kind of like a mind blown thing. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this it's actually makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, because I think that whenever you are living a circadian lifestyle, you're trying to make, I, I see it as like a puzzle and I'm trying to fill in as many puzzle pieces as I can. I want to have that circadian match all the time instead of that circadian mismatch. And that's not to say that there aren't times that we don't have like, you know, cookies at Christmas time because that that's it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But that is like I, I match. I'm making as many matches as I can to my location. And when you do that, you, you, uh, I think you're honoring the sun tremendously and its role. And so obviously we're in winter. So what is available in winter and how much light am I able to get into my body? Am I supposed to be getting a ton of light into my body at this time? You know, in, in the form of carbohydrates, because yeah. there is a time for carbohydrates and there isn't. Um, but nonetheless, I think it just really helps to, to kind of bring, I think, a lot more intention into where you are getting your food, who is growing your food. Maybe you start growing your food. And I, it's just, I just think it's, it's way more intentional than fats, carbs, and proteins. Yeah. I think that if I were to give a tip to someone that's listening to this podcast, that might not live in our area and they're like, well, I don't even know where would I start? 
Mm. You start by trying to find places that sell the food that are not your grocery store. Farmers markets. Farmers markets, local food markets that get their stuff locally. And you have to be willing to ask, where does this come from? And if they (laughs) can't answer it, that's That's a problem. problem. Yeah. So if you like, for instance, sometimes in the winter months when we have to get things like apples and our local orchards are closed down for the winter, we know where these apples are coming from. They're coming from cold storage just over the state line in Pennsylvania. And so it's pretty darn close. Like it's pretty darn close. But at the same time, some people, like if you go to the grocery store, where do these apples come from? I don't know. Oh, it's like New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere like that. Somewhere else. So I think that, you know, you have to look and see what's around you and what's available. Talk to people, go to farmer's markets. And I think when you ask a, a reputable farmer at a farmer's market, where's your farm? Would we ever be able to visit? They Most should be able to that, say, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. I'd love to I show have you. nothing to yeah. hide. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, so yeah. proud of my product that I want you to come and see it. Yeah. Right. And I'd say that the majority of them are. I agree with that. Yeah. So then switching. So I have found a, a, like a deeper connection to food from sourcing it locally, but then I, I really love being able to source food locally and then come home and make the meal for our family. Like, I just feel like that is one of the highest forms of literally love and light that I can give to mm-hmm. everyone. And uh, I, I just think that, you know, we had said in the beginning that food is way more than just nutrients. And I think that it is that kind of like, intentionality behind it well there's something about preparing your own food Mm. now i can't say anything (laughs) i don't prepare much food in the house you when you grill you you're very good at grilling with yeah i do enjoy grilling charcoal yes. yes but at the same time like i but i do know and i recognize that there is a different feel and i'm not talking about an actual texture thing there's a different feel about a meal that is made by you or the many little hands that we have compared to say, if we go to our favorite Tex-Mex place down the street oh, and yeah. get that meal, both are phenomenal in terms of taste. Both are going to give us a lot of nourishment for different reasons, but there's a different feel about the meal that has been created and cultivated with yeah. your own hands. And I think that then that ties into like sharing a meal together and how important that that simple practice is. And when you combine the two, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It really is. You're taking all that light, all that energy, you're putting your love, your attention, your focus, your energy into that meal. And then it's like, have this and let's share this together. Let's share this together. And then everyone else is taking that in. Now, this gets into some really, (laughs) really hippie shit. Sorry, pardon my French. Is that French? No, it's not. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, it gets into it this is. hippie stuff it where does. it's like when you it's share like... a meal, it's not just food. It's not just macronutrients. It's not just I need to do this, that to do to add to, add to X, Y, to Z to lose weight. Like it's not that. It's about the, this meal is something that is so much more than just those things. I don't oh, know. hundred percent it is. It is. Like it's that whole, I guess you could say it's like that quantum entanglement it's that resonance it's i am resonating with somebody right now i have put this love and care and attention into this this beautiful product that now i'm going to give to you Mm -hmm. to nourish you and myself 
And while we're eating this, we're going to talk to each other. Yeah. And yeah. if you're with your, your close family and they know what's gone into the work that's been required, there's an appreciation oh, and sure. a love there for that food. And let's also talk about the nourishing aspect of it. Your podcast is called Quantumly Nourished for crying out loud. So let's talk about over the holidays. Mm. We've been going through some stuff. Some healing has been happening. Yeah. Uh, I went through it with our middle child and yeah. just a lot of that snotty Snot. drainage yeah. and the cough because it's, it's just yeah. gross. You don't feel great. You feel really tired and mm -hmm. lethargic. And so what makes you feel the best? Good food. Good, nourishing food. Well, I have to say, so like the meal that we're going to have tonight, it's yeah. Wednesday anyway, um, is probably one of my favorite meals to make. And it it's like the meal that I show the most love with. Like if I were to say I love you in food form, it would be this meal. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, turkey and rice soup and um, a sourdough bread that has been fermenting for 72 hours. Yikes. And so it's going to be, it's going to be tasty. Be <laughs> um, but no, so like for me, the, the preparation of this meal is something that I love. So you grilled a turkey yesterday. We yeah. had some turkey for dinner last night. And then I use those bones and stuff to make a nice broth with vegetables that were local. And um, then today I'm going to use vegetables that are local, you know, like the carrots, the celery and the onions to now make that soup from the broth that we made to, ah. Well, let's in that broth is going to be the perfect thing for now. For that, everybody. Uh, our, our, family, our younger yeah. children are starting to get yeah. experience some of their symptoms as well. But let, let's go. I love this talk. I really do. <laughs> let's go a step further. Let's talk about honoring the animal. Oh yeah. No, so that's a great we one. got this Turkey locally. Yeah. And it sacrificed its life for us and our, our, our nurse. And so when you think about, we've talked about this before on our podcast here that, like, what would it be like frontier times? I think about that's they, where they I would go. have wasted nothing. nothing yeah. And so is there more? Yeah. Is there anything that would honor the animal more than then by I'm going to use every last second thing that I could with mm -hmm. with your body to help us nourish ours. So go back to like Native Americans. If they were lucky enough to actually hunt a buffalo and kill a buffalo, oh, everything would have been used. they used everything, the yeah. organs. Obviously, the the muscle for meat. They use the skin for yeah, leather. They use the the, the fur the or... for their their homes. I mean, yeah. everything. Like they, they they didn't waste a thing. And so when I look at okay, we grilled that turkey last night and we enjoyed that which that you meal. did intentionally. Like it yes. took your time, right? Yeah, and With, effort. Yeah, that took like four to five hours yeah. on the grill. And so you're doing it that way. And then you take the, the the carcass and you're cooking it again. And it's all for our nourishment, but in, it's also a way to kind of honor the animal that sacrifice. Yeah. It's like yeah. A, a way of giving all things in gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it does make, yeah. I'm, it makes you feel good. You know, that you're, you're making sure that everything is with intention. Yeah. And that's difficult to do. And like tonight, I finally just said, you know, our kids are not going to their practice that they do three times a week. Like we're going to sit down, we're going to have a nice calm meal and we're not going to rush. And I think that this meal deserves that. So that's mm -hmm. probably why I said, no, we're not going tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be shocked how oftentimes those they're listening and you know that that's exactly what your body needs. 
it, they, yeah, we just, sometimes it's like, you just need to slow down. And I think that when you make food from scratch with your hands, you know, the peeling of the carrots, the mashing of the potatoes without a mixer, the kneading of the bread, the rolling of the bread, like when you put that intentionality behind it, you, mm -hmm. it transfers. Like yeah. I, you can't convince me otherwise that it doesn't transfer. And I can't help but think, and I often do go back to those frontier times. A lot of it was out of necessity, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And we are fortunate enough to live in a time that we live in where we can really put that intention behind it yeah. and force the slowdown because we live in such a, a busy, rushed world, it seems. Well, what's a Jack Johnson say? Slow down, everyone. You're, you're moving, moving too, too fast. fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's the truth. It we is. live in such a high-paced society that everything has to be just right now. Everything has to be instantaneous that we now take our food in that same vein. And so because of that, that's when obviously um, I, I hate Chick-fil-A. I, I, I don't care. I've never eaten Chick-fil-A yeah, uh, that I know of. Uh, maybe it was like at a picnic. I might have had a nugget or something, but I, I didn't. Wasn't uh, enough to even to no. think to go back. Yeah. But here's the, but oh, here's the, the thing. Line the line. The, yeah, you're just trying to it's, get Sam's Club. and it's <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is, I mean, it, it's, it's not just, it's it. not just no, Chick-fil-A. It's, it's all fast food. But to me, like, there's nothing more devoid of love, light, nurturing, honoring the food than any type of mass developed, produced food, processed. which is processed. Yeah. yeah, there's no light in that whatsoever. And so we've talked about kids on this podcast before, young adults in the school system. And if they're eating the foods that the schools are oh. providing, there's nothing. There's no light, <laughs> nothing. That food is that's dead on arrival. And people Maybe say, well, Jeff, like, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I had disgusting. to see that one time. And people say, well, Jeff, like the turkey was already dead. Yes, it was. But it was also had light in it. Yeah. It was filled with light. It was filled with light. It was allowed to to eat a diet that it right. should eat. It got to see the sun. Uh, it was connected to the earth. Yeah. It. It. Yeah. Do you, do you believe in that book yeah, that you always quote if it's in the good of Oh yeah, if it's in my what greatest is the name good of that book, the so great, if people uh, want to read it, you've, it's the mutant down under. Yeah, there you go. So they talked about the aborigines in Australia. Oh, and the kangaroo decided do to. You, yes, do you feel that animals will do that by nature? And said for those that don't know, it was a, there's several scenes in the book where they talk about how food will naturally arrive to them, and animals will go and sacrifice themselves for them because they they feel like that's their that's their role on this earth at that time was to do that. Do you feel that's true? I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. Maybe in certain settings, like not like mass it, Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I find it hard to believe that, you know, cows and stuff were made to live in contain animal operations and factories. Right. And but what just, about the cows, like where we buy our meat from? It's possible. I mean, that's a regenerative farm. They're cycling yeah. all the way through the, the grounds not being sprayed with all these chemicals and stuff. I feel like they're living yeah, their more lives. And, yeah. More grounded in. Yeah. Right. And so you could say that since no such thing is a coincidence that I believe to be true, there is no such thing that at that moment that that was that cow's time to be given to us. Right. If, if you're living in that kind of intentionality of like, 
everything for a purpose. So let's let's rewind the tape Oof, for people <laughs> for people that are starting at square one. What would you say? Like just try any local. Ah, uh, yeah, visit a farmers market. I mean, it's really great to just communicate with these people communicate. too. Like these farmers that are there, we've been to so many. Yeah, they're all very very kind, and oh they don't gosh, just want to yeah. like pump a product. No. They, they want to answer your questions. Right. They want to talk to you. They're really nice. They'll answer any like. Do you spray your stuff? They'll be honest with yeah. you. And if they're like, well, I don't know, then maybe you shouldn't use them. But everyone that we've had from local orchards mm -hmm. here, they've been very open about, yeah. yes, we do spray, but we use this, this, and this. Only when necessary. Right. And it's always this base of, yeah, they're yeah. very forthcoming. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I would literally eat it from the from the tree, from the bush, whatever right. it is. And that matters. Um, it does matter. And you know the interesting thing? So when you talk about light in the body and like a battery, like to, to constantly keep electrons flowing. So the highest form that we have as a land animal is grass fed beef. Otherwise, you would need to have like cold water fatty fish, like sardines, mm. salmon, that kind of stuff. And so like when you're thinking about electron flow and all things being purposeful, that grass fed beef is the best thing that we have for DHA. Why is that better than, say, grass fed pork? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Or not, that, I don't know I mean, what the poor, mechanism poor behind I was it. Eat a lot of, a lot yeah, of so I, I would assume that any of it was that high fat, or mm. it might be the type of fat that it is. Interesting. Um, but I would still say that free range pork, local pork, is quite. <laughs> it's a, good. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we do love bacon. <laughs> <laughs> or some grilled pork chops, yes. like country. Ooh. Bone in. But so, start if you're looking where to start here. And you're thinking about, okay, you know, the new year is approaching yeah. and I'm thinking about maybe changing my direction and my mindset to, to food. Try cooking more meals at home. Try getting locally sourced items. And I think that if, if you're just starting the seasonal eating, this is your first time ever doing Winter's it. Winter's going to be tough. You're choosing <laughs> a, a real tough time to start. <laughs> we got meat, potatoes, and cheese. You and got milk. it. Yeah. And milk is an isn't is an if because I don't know if I mean we drink milk year round. Not right. I mean not a constant. You know it's not an everyday thing. But I think too to add to that, yes, eating seasonally great. Don't go full tilt right away and think that I have to do. You know, oh my gosh, I can I can't go to the grocery store ever. You have to find your balance for mm -hmm. your family and for yourself, and you have to find ways areas that you can kind of let go a little bit from time to time. And if you did find yourself at like Chipotle or, you know, Chick-fil-A, it is what it is. And that's your body's going to extract. Your body's going to extract. It's going to find a way to find the most nutrients that it can from whatever it is you're eating. If you're eating a pack of Skittles, it's going to try to find something. Yeah. And then it's going to try to get rid of everything And then it's going to try to get rid yeah. of everything else. Yeah. So again, the body... I feel like we say this all the time, the body is extremely adaptable, but I think if you feed it the best in all of the different realms, that's when you'll find yourself at your best for kids too. I agree. I think that you're a great resource. If people have questions, they can hit you up probably on Instagram. Hit me up. In case someone's listening and they don't know where to yep. find you. Oh, yes. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at either quantumly nourished at quantumly nourished or um, at circadian family wellness. Glad you know that. Thank you. I'm a <laughs>
It's been a long couple of days. She's still a rookie at this. I am. <laughs> You've been doing this for years. Anyway, well, we hope you all have uh, had a very nice holiday. And here's to a happy and healthy 2024. Happy New Year.